<laughs> yeah, it's uh Richard Sherman actually is is my dad. Um oh, you know, oh yeah. all right. Yeah. I'm a Niners <laughs> fan. I didn't know that. I, that's that's explains a lot for both of you. We have so much in common, you know, just as athletically, <laughs> intellectually. Just yeah, just gifted. Just out and out gifted. He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome, everybody, to the Anthony Irwin Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today, fun, special guest. This dude is legitimately one of the nicest people uh, either in the industry, just like period. Um, Aaron Larsoul of of all over the place, of Twitter, of, of at, at one point, the official Lakers podcast. Um, we're still waiting for, for, for that to come back. But, uh, Aaron, how are you doing? After that introduction, man, I... <laughs> You and I were just talking offline about how long uh, I was available for after that wonderful introduction and talking, lying to the people and telling them how nice I am, man. Uh, <laughs> we got all, we got all night. Thank you for that. That was a very nice introduction. I'm good. I'm good. No, I mean, I, I, I would never lie. And, and you have been, I mean, today, especially for example, you know, being super flexible because Avery was, was going full toddler mode. And, uh, and it was really difficult to hop on. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I try, to, I try to, rule number one for me is treat people well. So I try to be nice to people anyway. But when there is uh, your beautiful daughter involved, man, how could I have any kind of animosity towards whatever scheduling a toddler requires? Oh, uh, see, I have all kinds of animosity towards my daughter, like all the time. Oh, well, that's fair. Sometimes <laughs> I get frustrated with my niece and nephew, but not, not the beautiful Avery, no. <laughs> Um, all right. So I was, I was actually, I guess we got to start talking about the Lakers stuff and, uh, what was it? 48 hours ago, or maybe like 72 hours ago, you know, the, the, the Clippers were, were down in their series. Uh, the Celtics were, were, were getting, uh, literally the logo was getting stomped on all of this good stuff. And, 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 uh, here we are, it just shows how quickly things can swing in the postseason because the Lakers find themselves in maybe a like worst case scenario here where they're looking at a potential uh, prolonged absence here from Anthony Davis. So, so that's where we have to start. And, and Aaron, do you think the Lakers can beat the Suns without Anthony Davis? Yes. And, and the reason for that is I have to push back a little bit on you saying that this is a worst case scenario because the worst case scenario is the guy that's theoretically going to carry the Lakers through this series being hurt. Mm -hmm. And LeBron James is still there. Um, and LeBron James looks physically like he is, he's getting more and more close to his Superman self as this series progresses. So yes, I, I think the series is probably a toss up at this point, mm -hmm. but, uh, yes, I think the Lakers certainly can. And I think probably will mm. beat, uh, beat the Suns, but, uh, you better win game five, whether Anthony Davis plays or not. Um, I, well, like hot take, right? The team that goes up three, two in a seven game series is going to win it. But yeah, uh, the winner of game five wins the series for me. 
I, I, you know, what's funny is I was less encouraged by what I was seeing from the Lakers through three games than most people. I know a lot of Laker fans had written off the series after it was two one. I was less encouraged myself. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Uh, But, but also to be fair, Chris Paul didn't look like Chris Paul and he did look more like himself in game four. But uh, so I was less like, uh, not optimistic because I always thought the Lakers were going to win the series, but I was less enthusiastic than most of Lakers Twitter and Lakers nation and Lakers fans after game three. And I think I'm less, uh, I'm less concerned, put the Anthony Davis stuff aside because of the effort that the Lakers gave in game four, which frankly wasn't good enough. Um, Mm. I was less discouraged by that. And the reason for that is uh, if you're around long enough, you'll notice that playoff series tend to go this way and they tend to be kind of peaks and valleys unless one team is just so much better than the other. Um, Series are going to go this way. And the reason series go this way is because it's human nature. You cannot fake desperate. And the team that gets down in the series is going to be desperate or, or more, maybe not completely desperate, but more desperate. And Phoenix was, uh, was frankly more desperate as we record this yesterday, Phoenix was just more desperate. Um, and you can't, you cannot fake that. And so, uh, it's, it's incumbent on the team that's ahead in the series to try to match that energy, that effort, that intensity, that aggression. And the Lakers didn't. Um, but I don't think that's a macro issue for the Lakers. And I expect the Lakers to have put forth a much better effort in that regard, uh, with effort and and energy and all of that, uh, in in game five. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think the Lakers got pretty comfortable, you know, a little too comfortable with Phoenix after, after uh, game three, where they're up in the series, they have home court advantage. And I thought that uh, they, they took at one point, I think the lead got up to double digits and you started seeing some of the, the, the lackadaisical shots, the rotation started wearing yeah, the Lakers led by the Lakers biggest lead was 11. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and so they, so you started to see the, you know, the shoulders were the, the ears weren't necessarily pinned back is what I'll say. The lead got up to 11 and instead of extending that to like a 20 point lead to really put them away, I thought the Lakers started taking the kinds of shots that you take when you're comfortable enough thinking that you can beat a team uh, because you're just better. And I, I do think the Lakers when healthy are just a better team than, than Phoenix, but you know, also credit to Phoenix because they didn't, they didn't, you know, their, their shoulders, we, we didn't see from them the stuff that we saw from like Houston last year or Portland last year where the reality set in and they, you know, just kind of accepted their fate in those series last year. Phoenix did not do that. It helps if uh, Chris Paul got healthy or healthy. Yeah, but Chris Paul's not having that. And a team that's led by Chris Paul, he's just not having that period. Right, right. But you're right. He did get, yeah, he did look much better. Mm -hmm. And I mean, look, he, he, he abided my rule. Once you, as an athlete say, I'm back, you're back. That's it. So we saw it with Steph Curry we saw it with Anthony Davis, and now we've seen it with, with Chris Paul. Once you yell at the crowd around you that you are back, you are now back. I'm not, I'm not factoring in the, the injury anymore. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do think it does – I think the Lakers can still win this series. I agree with you there. I would probably still favor I – w- I would favor Phoenix now. I just think, I just think they have some momentum uh, and and – the Lakers are just a very different team, especially defensively without Anthony Davis out there. Yeah. The, the Phoenix so that, may have momentum, but 
They don't have yeah. LeBron James. They don't. They and, don't. And this is when LeBron James, and he'll tell you, right? This is when LeBron James, this is why LeBron James is LeBron James. Um, you said you said that he was getting healthier. You started to see that he's starting to look a little bit more explosive. What are you basing that on? Because it's not that I disagree. It's just that he hasn't had that that you know he had the one finish off the backboard from alex caruso that was right okay yeah his head is near the rim again so that was great mm-hmm. to see uh but but he still hasn't kind of dominated Macau bridges physically in the way that you would think given how much bigger he is yeah so i think it's been kind of hard to see um because it's been incremental from what i think i'm seeing has been in you know like slow motion better than no motion Mm-hmm. baby steps um, and it's been incremental so it's been a little bit tough to see game to game but I think if you look at what he looked like in game one and then compare that to what he looked like in game four uh, I think it's a not a huge difference but a, a meaningful difference um, in just how comfortable he is mm-hmm. I think the reason and, and then like late um, once he saw Anthony Davis wasn't there and, and once he he said you know I, what's what's what, what's the language like on 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 all of your new shows what are we doing uh we aren't going f-bombs but you can say like shit we're, okay we're... so okay so once lebron it's like it gets you know mid fourth quarter yeah and the lakers are down double digits lebron goes oh shit we're we're gonna lose this unless i do something mm-hmm. about it and you could see at that point he was more determined in getting to the rim um yeah. and trying to finish obviously the 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 lob off the backboard from AC that, that you referenced. Um, but the other part of it that I think, and you, you mentioned briefly, you know, the Lakers, if healthy, the problem with the Lakers not being healthy is not just that the seven, you know, that they fell down to the seven seed. It is that you don't, the Lakers don't have continuity with their guys, right? Andre Drummond yeah. is, is playing a bunch. It, it reminds me of the Clippers last year, or even the Nets this year, where there just isn't the institutional knowledge and the time together um, with whatever new pieces you have. And so I think that has been an issue too, but I I think the LeBron not being as aggressive as we're used to seeing offensively and in getting to the basket, I think there's another kind of not maybe, well, it is talked about Lakers fans talk about it, but maybe not recognized as much as, as a piece of all of this is that, some of the lineups that the Lakers have been playing just don't have the requisite spacing to give LeBron room to operate. Um, mm-hmm. When, you know, lineup Caruso hasn't shot the ball well this series. He's, you know, whatever, uh, an average mediocre shooter. Um, Drummond just, if, if Drummond and AD are playing, you know, AD may float around on the perimeter some, but he's going to be down around the basket. Drummond's always going to be down around the basket. Um Kuz hasn't shot the ball well at all this series. So, and then, you know, KCP, who's probably the biggest threat as a three-point shooter, didn't play in, in game four. So I think some of that is is lineup-based. And I think going forward, whether Anthony Davis plays or not, but especially if he doesn't play, I think Coach Vogel is going to have to make some tough decisions on lineup combinations. Um, and I think it starts with playing Marcus Allmore. Mm-hmm. Because it just is going to give LeBron whatever percentage LeBron is. It's going. The Lakers need more lineups, even if guys aren't making shots, just with threats as, yeah. as shooters, just so LeBron has more room for those forays into the into the paint. 
Well, I mean, I, I, I don't have any intel on this, but it's always felt like Drummond getting the number of minutes that he was getting felt like an Anthony Def- Davis preference more than it was a LeBron preference. Um, I, I don't, I don't know where, where that line is and, and who's making the final decisions. Or so I'm going to say not too much for, for reasons that really? you're, you're aware of. I'm going to say <laughs> not too much here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, as in, as in, as in you, you aren't going to confirm nor deny. No, no. What it is, is it's been widely reported. I'm not going to confirm or deny, Uh but it has been widely reported out in various basketball people, uh, depending on what you believe that the Lakers Mm -hmm. promised Andre Drummond um, a starting spot. Yeah. In signing him. I'm not going to say that that actually happened or not, but that has been out there. (laughs) Yeah. What I would say is, so I expect if that were the case, or for whatever reason, I expect Andre Drummond to continue to start. But Vogel showed last year in the playoffs specifically that he is willing to make those tough decisions and have those difficult yeah. conversations with guys. Um, You've seen you know, him this series. Absolutely. So my hope and I guess expectation, I still think Andre Drummond's going to start and he has, he has some usefulness. But, you know, there are times where, look at, look at the Warriors for all of those years, right? They would have whether it was JaVale or Andrew Bogut or Zaza or whoever, they would start, but that doesn't mean that they were going to play more than those first handful of or minutes. Mm-hmm. Right, or finish, exactly. So um, I think Vogel has some flexibility with lineup combinations. I still think Andre Drummond is going to start, but I think if Andre Drummond is not playing well or if, like he didn't yesterday or the spacing gets bogged down, I think you may see, with Anthony Davis or without, I think you may see the Lakers going a little smaller and uh, some of those Andre Drummond minutes going to Gasol just to help with giving LeBron avenues to get himself and other guys involved. I want to go back to LeBron really quick because now this is, this is going to sound a lot more extreme because of the injury, but LeBron hasn't scored 30 points since March. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. That's I think that that streak is going to end. I think he probably gets to 30. He has to. He has to get to 30 in the next game if Anthony Davis doesn't play. Um, do you think do you think it was a choice on his part this series to not attack as as much offensively? Do you think he was trying to get other guys involved or do you think that was a a ability thing? Do you think it was a do you think it was a physical limitation thing? I think it is a combination a of, of no I yeah I think it's a combination no of two things the latter of what you said physically LeBron's not right mm-hmm. um he's like close enough right that I still think he's probably the best player in the world even at his current state um but I don't think that is so obvious as it is when he's completely healthy I think it is a combination of he's not completely right physically um and guys like, so I was actually having this conversation uh, a couple mornings ago. I was out, I was downtown around Staples and went to get coffee and ran into some of the Suns guys. And he made the point that he was, he was one of the guys on, on the Suns um, training staff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, performance and training staff. And he made the point in equating um, LeBron and Chris Paul, who both at that time looked like they weren't doing all that well. This was uh, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And he said, the point with these guys when they know their bodies as well as anybody knows their body on planet earth. And they're these, you know, really well-conditioned professional athletes. They're like race cars where like any little thing that's off 
yeah, they really like that really affects them and they feel that and notice that a lot more. So I think it's been a combination of LeBron just not physically being able to do that over and over and over like he can when he's healthy. Those bursts have were still there. It could happen two or three or five times, but it couldn't happen 20 or 25 times. Mm-hmm. I think as he as we saw in game four and as, as the series and hopefully playoffs progress, you know, that number where he can pull on that elite athleticism, the the moments that he has to go for those things will continue to rise. So I think it's probably mostly that. And then what I just mentioned, like the paint, it, Aiton has been a beast. Aiton yes. is a big boy. Uh, Bridges is a good defender. Crowder mm-hmm. is a good defender and stocky. And they can bother LeBron more than most. Not <laughs> You're not going to stop LeBron, yeah. but more than most. And so when it's Bridges and Crowder on you and Aiton kind of just hanging out in the paint because Drummond is standing right there and, and AD is going to get some work in the paint, there's just no room. So mm-hmm. I think it's mostly LeBron physically and then some inefficient is not the right word, but I guess suboptimal lineups that the Lakers are playing for spacing. Any lineup... Unless you're the whatever, like 2017 Warriors, any lineup you use is going to have trade-offs. Mm-hmm. And so Vogel tends to, uh, he, 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 he usually tends towards defense in, yeah. in when he has to give up something. He doesn't want to give up any defense. He wants to, he would rather make those concessions offensively. And I think we may start to see some of those concessions needing to be made in the, in the name of spacing. So LeBron has more room. Well, I just wish he had a, a a center who was a former defensive player of the year who could space the floor and is a really good passer. Like, I just wish that that big was on the roster and, and, and readily available. You know, I just, <laughs> <laughs> any player, like, I, I just, you know, I, do, I don't know. I don't, is there I don't one know. available on Trez? the bio market? <laughs> Trez? Keith? I don't know. Who are you talking about? Talk about Alfonso McKinney? Um, yeah, so to be fair, though, like Lakers fans, and, and this was and this was never really true, but at the beginning of the year, the Lakers were good. I think the Lakers started 15 or and four or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and all of the uh, all of the numbers and the analytics were pretty good. But Gasol, unless you really dove into that, looked like he wasn't playing very well. Yeah. Like the Lakers played well with him on the floor, shape. but yeah. he just he specifically it seemed like wasn't playing well. So I understand. Lakers fans wanting to try some different things. I even understand the coaching staff wanting to like experiment with different things during the regular season. But I I think that Gasol's play over the last, well, basically since Drummond signed and including the playoffs has warranted him getting minutes and more minutes and has shown a lot of the reason the Lakers were so excited to to get him right. The Mm -hmm. defensive brain, the passing, uh, the facilitating on offense and defense, the, sh- the, the spacing he can provide as a credible three-point shooter. So I think all of those things have been sorely needed in this series and especially will be if AD is not around. Yeah. I want to lean on your, uh, on your experience, you know, with teams in the past. And like, th- does a team ever acknowledge, like, have you ever been a member of a, of a you know, worked with a team that acknowledged like, yeah, we don't quite have it this series. Like, did, have you have you like have you heard of that? Is that a thing that happens in, in the NBA? In internally, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. um, but no, yeah, never, never, never externally. Yeah, uh, internally, yes, uh, but never externally. 
Um, players know, uh, like mm-hmm. people around the team, front office people, media people covering the team, work for the team, um, training staff, like all of the ancillary people. Yes, but no, never, never from any, never from any players. I actually hear yeah. uh, in. 17 2017 or 2008 so i used to work for the trailblazers 100 years ago and i went back i grew up a warriors fan um so i went back when the warriors played in portland uh they played portland in the first round it was in maybe 2008 17 or 18 mm-hmm. and um went into the interview with coach coach Stotts did so brian wheeler did uh radio for the blazers in those days and uh, the Warriors had won games one and two pretty easily. So we're, it's we're before game three. And Wheels is having this conversation with Coach Stotts for, you know, the like pregame show. And uh, he says, basically, the question was like, what do you do to adjust to games one and two, like for game three to get back in the series? And Stotts' base answer was like, like, it kind of depends on the Warriors. And yeah. he's like, well, what do you mean? He goes, because if the Warriors play like the Warriors, what do we do? We lose. <laughs> like, you see those guys over there? We lose. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they, all those guys, like, we lose. I forget, uh, I forget which coach it was, but I remember before a series, some some coach was asked, like, how do you slow the Lakers during the three-peat era? And he was like, put put sawdust in Shaq's engine. Right, <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> All right. Do you see, right? It's the, the game, uh, I mean, on, uh, I mean, I'll have on, on <laughs> Twitter after a series is over, like, you know, the, the Patino game, right. Who's walking through that door. Like, yeah, I don't, uh, unless you see Bill Russell and Michael Jordan and who are like, we lose. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> We're not beating Kobe and Shaq. What, what do you mean? <laughs> well, the so, reason I asked that is like, have, you haven't seen any of that from the Lakers, right? You haven't, we haven't mm-mm. seen like that do you still from based on what you've seen either externally or heard internally the lakers still very much believe they can win the series no 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 no. the lakers believe they will win the series not can will Mm -hmm. oh Um, okay i i happen to agree with them yeah um you know again like i don't want to get anybody in trouble but that that conversation that i was having with a son's guy the other day they he felt that way he was like well no we 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 can't we don't we're not winning this mm-hmm. right like no there was before was, chris was paul before didn't look like chris paul right and ad was had just come off two 34 point games um but yeah i mean there's like the suns are like we can't there's too much size there's too much talent there's too much athleticism we can't we're not beating the lakers mm-hmm. um but like every player would tell you you know, whatever players will be down three Oh to, you know, the, the 2001 Lakers or the 17 warriors or the 96 bulls or whatever, they could be down three Oh and down 15 in the fourth quarter. And they still think they're winning the series. So that never happens with players, but you know, as you get a step or two or three removed from that, even if you're still in the team environment or work for the team or whatever, you know, reality sets in a little bit more quickly than it does with, with, with the players. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what makes the players capable of getting to where they are in the first place, right? The, Indeed. the, the, the utmost confidence in themselves and everybody around them for sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess, I, hold on. Let me ask you a follow-up. It's your yeah. podcast. I'm taking over. So my apologies, but that seems like a strange question to me. Like, 
why wouldn't the Lakers assume they're going to win the series? It's not like three, it's two, two. No, no, no. I, I, so, and the Lakers felt like, and most of the rest of the world felt like the Lakers were just better than Phoenix to begin with, despite the seeding. Yeah, no, I, I, so to take people behind the curtain, I, I kind of anticipated that response. I anticipate, but so, and I think, I think there are a lot of, there's a, there's more doubt right now than has ever existed with the Lakers over the course of the season, right? You like from, from mm. fans, not, 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 not from the players, not mm. from, but like, I would is- say, I would say when we didn't know, like when AD was still out and LeBron, it felt like it was taking a while for him to come mm-hmm. back. So I think that was more of a moment, you know, and you're sliding back to fifth to sixth to seventh. Yeah. Oh, is it going to be eighth? Is it going to be mm. a play in? And then, and then that, that play in game was kind of for dicey. a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that was more concerning than now, although the AD injury, I, I yeah. Yeah. Well, cause we've seen what a groin can do to a play. Like we, we, sure. Unfortunately, like the Lakers fans have, have, have a little recent experience with, with groin injuries and, and we saw what it did to LeBron. So you sure. Know, but the that fact that LeBron the fact that he's been listed as day to day and is not, yeah. and is, and is officially questionable for tomorrow as is it tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow as we oh, record okay. this, um, yeah tonight is a good sign it doesn't mean it doesn't mean he's going to play and it doesn't mean if he does play he's going to look like anthony davis because frankly he didn't physically look all that great before he got hurt uh, Mm -hmm. yesterday but i think that's a good sign it doesn't mean anything but it's a good sign yeah yeah so but basically i was asking that so that so that the people listening if they're having doubt if they have doubt in their heads can hear like yeah the lakers still actually they, they they think they're going to win it's not I like the the difference that you that you explain there. It's not they think they can win. It's they still think they're going to win. And 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 I think for for those fans out there who are a little nervous about the current state of affairs around around the Lakers, that's that's I think you know some music to their ears to to know that these guys still think that they're going to win. There there's no lack of belief there. So I have I have I have spoken to a couple of the guys who. I know well enough that they're not going to sugarcoat it for me. They they would tell me the truth, and they're they are. What I just said is echoing their sentiments. They are quite confident. And frankly, mm-hmm. as as somebody who is not a pessimist, but I tend to be more of a realist on mm-hmm. in in these sort of things, even probably publicly more than most. I also think the Lakers are going to win the series. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron's going to have a big game tomorrow and carry them, and then you know. The staple center should be jumping for game six either way. But I, I suspect because I think a lot of it, it, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't feel systemic um, for what I saw in game four. It felt like the Suns cared more and were trying harder. And yeah. that's because of you. It felt like that was, that's because of you. If you're around in this game, that's because of human nature teams yeah. down two one, right? If, if the Suns lost yesterday, they're done. Their season's over. And so that provides a level of desperation that they had that you can't fake. And the Lakers didn't match it. Did, did you think that Davis was banged up even before he went down? Cause he didn't yes. look very, he didn't look very yes. good even before he went down. Correct. Um, I think, I think he was banged up. He wasn't moving well. He also just didn't play very well. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's both. Um, but yes, I do think some of the reason why he wasn't playing very well was, was physical. And, and and what physical things can do to you emotionally and mentally and and all of that. 
because yeah, that kind I mean, of stuff can get in your head. Yeah, that that that's a big point there. That was the thing that I was kind of noticing where where he would go down and and it would take him a little bit longer to get back up. And and there was like frustration with his body that I was noticing. Mm-hmm. You know, like come mm-hmm. on, like why why can't I get up? And and uh and then when he finally went down, it made me nervous because it looked non-contact. So that that like, that made me a little nervous with with the way that he went down. Um, I'm, I was happy to see the, hear that it was only a grade one strain. Um, mm-hmm. That that that's a big difference there between grade two or grade three. Um, I think at some point in the show, Jen's going to hop on here and explain the differences. But but yeah, I, I think I think for for AD, like, do you think this is something that he's just going to have to deal with for the remainder of the postseason, or do you do you know do you, do you think there's a chance that we see? In eighty-five percent, Anthony Davis. Do you think we see you know, what 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 what's the I mean both highest both. percentage I think, you think we're gonna get? Yeah, both. I think I think he, whether it's this or something else, I think he because this in a lot of ways, at least from the outside, right? None of us are doctors or well, <laughs> none of us presently here are doctors. <laughs> a lot of us try to play play them on Twitter, and there there's yeah. a handful of, of a Twitter doctors that once, you know. That's right. Um, so I don't know is the answer, but my suspicion is this maybe was at least partially caused by a compensatory reaction from his body, right. And trying to protect all of the other stuff that he's been going through. Um, you know, the, the KD, oh, it's a calf strain. Okay. Well, let me come back. All right. Five minutes into the game, you tear your Achilles kind of thing. Um, so I think he, and to a lesser extent, LeBron are probably going to be dealing with a little bit, um, however long these playoffs last. But to be fair, right? Like Chris Paul is going to be dealing with this for however long the playoffs last, and Luca is going to be dealing with his neck, mm-hmm. shoulder for however long they're in the playoffs. And even guys that aren't specifically on the injury report, I can assure you, don't feel great right now, and and have gone through it, especially in this season where everything has been has been compressed. So. I think it's, I think we can get an 85% Anthony Davis and 80, 85% LeBron James. Um, I don't know if either of those things is happening anytime soon, but as long as the Lakers can win games and hold on and keep progressing and hopefully win games or excuse me, win series more quickly, which gives you more time to get treatment and rest and more days off and all of that. Uh, Lakers fans should be rooting for Portland and, and Denver to go seven, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so I, I think both of them are going to be dealing with things, but I think they can, I think Anthony Davis can be 85% physically. Now, as I mentioned earlier, what toll does that take on him mentally and emotionally? And, and as you noted astutely, like you could see him being frustrated with his body uh, mm-hmm. in in the game yesterday, even before he got hurt. So I, th- I think we'll get a more, assuming the Lakers are able to progress, I, th- I think we'll get a more like normal representation of Anthony Davis, but I don't expect him to be 100% at any point until the offseason. Yeah, I, I, think, I think, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, an- another friend of mine texted me uh, after the game was like, in hindsight, Anthony Davis coming off of a short offseason, I-, I think we maybe should have, factored that into how this year might go for him uh i I still think some of the injury stuff is a little overblown like you 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 get 
he had the in like the 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 reputation is a little overblown with Anthony Davis to where people notice that he gets hurt more than they maybe would with another player because of the way that his career went early on. But, Mm -hmm. but, but it's also like, he asks more of his body than I would say just about any player in the NBA. Like he, when he's really playing at his peak and he's flying around defensively and he's getting to the rim offensively and he's doing all of these things, that's a really tall, big human being who is moving around the court like somebody who is much smaller than him. And that takes it like that. That's that's difficult. And, and and I think like some of the frustration that I saw was that I didn't think he fully trusted his body to do all of those things uh, without without a tweak here and there, without a, an additional bump or an additional bruise here and there. And and I, I, I can really understand where, where that frustration would come from. And that's why it made it so much easier to to kind of see it as it was as it was happening. Um, all right. Last yeah, I mean, thing. AD, AD's been hurt. AD's been hurt uh, 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 probably more than most in his career. But you make an interesting point that I hadn't considered. Physically, um, AD may be asked to do or put not maybe not necessarily asked to do more than anybody else, but what he is asked to do puts his body in positions yeah. to to get nicked up and to get bumps and bruises more than most, certainly, and maybe more than anyone. I mean. Right. He's a weak side shot blocker. He's guarding guys in the post. He's switching out on, you know, like lots of guys. MB does that a bunch and, and Go, Gobert does that. But those guys are not generally switching onto Kawhi or switching onto mm-hmm. Dame or whatever. So, yeah. And then he is such a hybrid offensively, right? He can get down in the post. Uh, he can run around, come off pin downs and run around the three point line occasionally he he is asked to handle so that's an interesting point i I think physically you know a a big toll is taken on him so maybe he i you know then there's the comparison to like Kyrie and steph and all those guys who dame who don't aren't asked to do as much but they're small so they're getting beat up more so that's that's maybe an interesting comparison but those guys are not like fighting down in the paint nearly to the level that that ad is also, like it takes way less for those guys to get to the free throw line than Anthony Davis. So, like, they... yeah, that's that's the other. There is a problem in the NBA. Let me be diplomatic here. <laughs> I wish that I can be your, your, I wish... your angry translator if you want. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that the NBA and it, and it's hard. I recognize how hard it is for officials, but I wish the NBA did a better job of recognizing the difficulty for for bigger humans Mm -hmm. going up against smaller humans only insofar as unless they really sell it it doesn't look like the smaller humans have harmed the bigger humans as much as they actually harmed is not the right word affected Affected, the the bigger humans as much as they they have so it is easier for the smaller guys to get foul calls Mm -hmm. you know a great example is like you know lebron uh, it was Crowder that went up around his shoulders and kind of grabbed him. And LeBron in that scenario gets penalized because he's so big and strong, right? If it was, mm-hmm. if that happens to like uh, whoever, pick Trae a, Young. right, sure, exactly. If that happens to Trey Young, Trey Young gets fl- flung into the second row and it's like obvious. So mm-hmm. in those scenarios, LeBron is getting penalized for it. the same thing used to always happen with Shaq. Yeah. Uh, Embiid suffers from that a lot, even though Embiid shoots 148 free throws a game. But 
and I even prefer the smaller, the game of the smaller guys. I'd rather watch smaller guys running around and shooting and crossing people over. That's mm-hmm. more appealing to me, but I think we need to find a better equilibrium about calling the game evenly for guys that have physical advantages. They could start by calling verticality on the perimeter. Like that'd be nice. <laughs> you know, a player, a player jumps straight up and some shooter can just throw themselves laterally into the defender and, and for some reason, that's called one way when it's not called that way at the rim. It's it's I don't I don't understand. Yeah, that's the that's the first thing that they need to fix is the the non basketball stuff where guys pump fake from the three point line and get guys yeah. in the air and they just jump into and throw the ball over there. That's the first thing that needs to be fixed. Yep, You're right about I agree. that. All right, uh, let's let's get out of here on on one more uh, Laker thing, and then we're gonna get to your your embarrassing sports moment. Oh um, boy. <laughs> but so let's say so we both feel fairly confident that the lakers are going to move on do you have a preference between the trailblazers and nuggets yes i prefer um i prefer the trailblazers i think so um, too just because they are an abject disaster defensively mm-hmm. um and they have like just nobody to guard either LeBron or Anthony Davis. Um, Denver doesn't have great options either, but physically Michael Porter Jr. is and like they have more options. Um, yeah, I prefer, I, I, I think the Lakers beat either one of them, but I prefer, I prefer uh, Portland just because like you're going to play front courts at some point with Enos Cantor and Mello together. And <laughs> like, just... <laughs> I don't know how in 2021 anyone thinks that's going to succeed defensively. So especially, well, I mean, if now I'm going to ask you the same thing. And if the Lakers don't have a fully healthy Anthony Davis, does that change your answer at all? No, because I think that reinforces it because Anthony Davis is the guy I want on On Jokic Jokic most -hmm. of the time. Um, Nurkic is a really good player. But I feel more comfortable with a bunch of different defensive options on Nurkic more so than I do on Jokic. Um, I would want AD as the number one option on both of them, but I feel more comfortable uh, without AD against Nurkic than I do against Jokic. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree on on all those fronts. All right, let's do this thing. So, as you guys know, Harrison will, and, and if you don't know, Harrison will will, will really quickly remind you. <laughs> On Twitter, uh, you, you've all seen my most embarrassing uh, sports moment. Uh, actually, that's not even my most embarrassing sports moment. One day oh, I'll... speak on it. No, no you don't. Are you going to save it for another episode? I, I, I can go there. I'm, I'm asking you to, to do it. So I, I guess I'll, I'll give mine uh, quickly. So I was a, uh, I, I, I ran my own um, girls varsity program there at Esperanza for a couple of years. And we're playing um, the the city rival. So I, I I was at Esperanza, and then Yorba Linda High School was like the the in city rival uh, for Esperanza. So we're playing there. It's a decent crowd. Uh, the the game is 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 intense. I believe we we want we want up winning the game, but so I used to wear a suit when I would when I would uh, I had a few suits because I worked at Men's Warehouse. So I was like, well, I I have to wear them at some point. So I would wear. Oh, I would okay. Wear I'll guarantee it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh that's another story but so 
so I was there and, and the suit that I I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to confirm or deny this, but I have heard, I've never met the man. Is it George Zimmern? George Zimmerman? George Zimmerman. Zim yeah. Zimmerman. Yeah. I have heard he is the single worst human being that has ever existed. You don't have to say anything. Mm, I wouldn't go worst. Like he's just, he's really particular. He's a weird dude. I got at one point when he was a, a, a millionaire a few hundred times over, uh, he was still driving this beat up VW bug that the executives at men's warehouse were telling him, Hey, you need to change your car because you look like a bum getting out of your car all the time. Uh, it, it was like multicolored. Like it was like the, the hatch on the back was like Brown and <laughs> mismatched and, panels. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some blue was in there somewhere too. So, so he was just like a weird dude. He loved weed. Um, but anyway, so, oh. so he, uh, so, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm wearing this suit and it wasn't the most expensive suit. Cause you'll, you'll be surprised to find out that you aren't paid very well at, at men's warehouse, even though you're selling stuff to people who are paid pretty well. And and so this, I, I got really frustrated at a call and I went down to slap the floor uh, as I was getting up and my pants blew apart. Just <laughs> <laughs> And I'm on school, I'm on school property. Wait, so are, you, are, you, are you slapping the floor to protest the call? Or are you slapping the floor like, Duke, we need to get no, in no, that no, defense no, protest stance? the call. I was angry. Okay, I was angry right. at the, no, I was not, I, I was never that kind of a, I sucked on defense. So I was not going to like, overcompensate overcompensate until like let everybody know that i was about to play defense i was hoping to to avoid that kind of recognition altogether when i was playing but so so yeah that my, my pants blow wide open the rip goes all the way down past my knee um on my on my right leg so i my mom was sitting right behind me and she had this like charcoal gray hoodie that matched my suit like pretty perfectly mm. so mm. i finished the game by tying this uh, hoodie around my waist, <laughs> and and uh, and 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 I was able to get out of there. You you weren't trying to let everybody see all that ass for free. That's what it was. This was before this was before Instagram. Before you became an yeah. IG thought. Right, right, exactly. Before I before I was an, a, a a quote unquote uh, influencer, I guess. And and so yeah, that, that was the that was the that was my most embarrassing moment. There was like probably a couple thousand people in that arena. And at least a few hundred of them got a, a really nice view is, is what I'll, well, back then it was a little nicer than it is now. I so. know <laughs> <laughs> it might be nicer. Now you may got a little more, you got, you didn't brought some with you now. Come on. <laughs> all right. Uh, so there's mine. So what's yours? Right. I mean, I have so many to choose from, uh, but let's go back to, so I was I was pretty good uh, as as a as a young child. I was I was pretty good. Um, so I think I was like eleven, and uh, I tear ligaments in my ankle, mm. um, and come back from that, and uh, dis uh, break the growth plate and dislocate my ankle shortly after that. So I'm out for like whatever nine months. And in these days, uh, I was playing for my school team and then I was playing for a club team. And I go through all the rehab. And then, so I think this was either my sixth grade year or my seventh grade year. My first game back, I'm, I'm off for like nine months, right? From this broken ankle, like rehabbing and doing the whole thing. Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm really somebody. I'm, I'm out here like five days a week rehabbing my ankle. So I come back and... Uh, 
I'm 13. I may have been sixth grade or seven. I don't remember. And so it's my first game back um, from breaking my ankle. And like subsequent to that, it didn't matter if I was on the floor, like high school pass. It didn't matter if I was on the floor, really. But Mm -hmm. in those days, like it mattered if I was on the floor. So my team was no good without me. I come back my first game back. I'm so afraid of, uh, of hurting my ankle again Mm -hmm. that I have my shoes tied, like incredibly tight, so (laughs) tightly, like that it's cutting off circulation to my entire body. Right. You know, the blood is trying to get down to my feet and then come back and circle around. And it's just not happening. Turning blue. (laughs) I have so I, my shoes are tied so tight because I'm afraid of hurting my ankle. Yeah. And back in those days, right. Like I tape my ankles even as like a 12 or 13 year old back in those days, a hundred years ago, we would still like, I tape my ankles, you know, you wear the two pairs of socks and everything, but I was so afraid I tied my shoes so tight that not even the, the like part that's sticking out the rabbit, not the, like the lace part, the loop was uh-huh. hanging down because my shoe was tied so tightly. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> so midway through we're, we're winning. I'm having a nice, I'm having a nice game. We're winning, and uh, I make a jumper in the second or third quarter. I make a jumper, and I'm backpedaling to play defense, and I step on my shoe. I step on my shoelace. <laughs> I step on the loop, and my knee hyperextends. Oh my god! And I go down, and I and I look down. Right, this I don't know if this is embarrassing. This is gonna get like sad. <laughs> so I look down, and no, everybody remember, I'm like thir- maybe 13 years old, 12 or 13 uh-huh. years old. And I look down and my kneecap is on the side of my knee. Oh. And so I know this is not like, I'm not really in shock. It's my first game back from breaking my ankle. I'm in like shock. I'm not really in pain. I'm in shock, Mm -hmm. but I know like something is wrong, but I don't want to let my team down. So I'm like, "Eh." and my mom is watching. And so I look up at, I'm laying on the, on the ground and I look up at my mom and my mom is like, overcome by emotion oh, and i no. see her like coming down out of the stands to try to come down mm-hmm. and i'm like no 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 i just decide i'm fine i'm like no nah, i'm good yeah so i take my, my kneecap i take my kneecap and pop it back into place and huh. i'm like okay i'm i'm fine so they you know I just time out and everybody comes like everybody comes can't... out and you guys can't see this or whatever i i legit just went oh <laughs> like everybody comes awful. out you know to make sure i'm okay and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So I go over to the bench, and uh, we start losing, right? It's not, it starts not going well for us. Mm-hmm. And so in those days, uh, I knew my coach really well. He coached me like in baseball and basketball, like every club thing I played, he he had coached me. Shout out, shout out, Coach Bob, Bob Maloney. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Coach Bob Maloney. So, so, but he, so I could kind of like decide when I was playing mm-hmm. in those days. So we start losing and I walk like past him, like walk right in front of him to go to the scores table to check back in. And he's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, what you mean? I'm going back in. <laughs> We're losing. I'm going back in to, right. you know, I'm a 12 year old here. I'm thinking I'm going to save this, right? I'm, yeah. I'm going back in. And he goes, no, you're not. I go, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going in. And he goes, no, you're hurt. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. He goes, okay, stand, stand on like, stand on one leg. 
And so it's uh -huh. my left leg that has been destroyed. So he goes, stand on one leg. And I go, okay. And I pick my left leg off the ground and stand on my right leg. Mm -hmm. So I can, so I can show him I'm good. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 Stand on the other one. Oh no. So I like sort of take 50% of the weight off of my right leg to like stand on my left leg. And still I'm like kind of standing on my right leg. Yeah. And my left leg just buckles and I fall to the ground. Oh my God. Like as I'm sort of walking on the court, I fall down and I'm splayed out on the court again in front of everybody. Did you need and, like surgery uh, and stuff? To, like how long did it take you to get back from that now? Uh, 16 months. So I had like a torn, I had a torn ACL. I had a dislocated knee. Mm -hmm. uh a, dis a dislocated knee and a dislocated kneecap uh mm. a partially torn acl not fully torn um and then a torn meniscus so when you saw bynum's injury you was was it just like you know did that bring back back mem bad memories his first his so, that's what yeah. he did to his knee yeah so mine wasn't like as bad as sean livingston mm -hmm. but it was like yeah it was Man. i don't so i don't i've been hurt a lot i've had I don't know, more surgeries than your listeners need to hear about. I've had a ton of surgeries. Um, so I have a thing, like some people for whatever reason are really into like the injuries, you know, when, when Paul yeah. George broke is like, some people are fascinated by it and want to watch it. Mm -hmm. I can't watch any of that. So I've never seen Bynum get injured. I've never seen Sean Livingston get injured. Uh, all those like catastrophic injuries. Who is the guy? Uh, what was his name in the tournament for Louisville? Like, like Kevin Smith or something like that. I think it's Kevin something. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. that. Like I just, yeah, I can't watch those. Yeah. So, I, uh, I find it weird that yeah. there are people who can. So I was, I did not have surgery because my ACL was only partially torn and I had popped my kneecap back into place. Mm -hmm. So I did not have to have surgery um, uh, in those days, but I've, <laughs> I've had plenty since. So that's why in front of my mom and in front of everybody and in front of my entire school and all of that, I uh, was splayed out because of a knee injury twice. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, like, you, you know, you, you, you tied your shoe too tight and your foot fell asleep and you just like fell over like your first step off the bench. But, but this is way worse. Hold on. You ain't about to have me on the bench now. I can come back. I can come back from no, like, 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 you know, you, you were, you were there, you were there for like a couple minutes for a quick blow. And then you were getting off the bench and you were just like, Oh, I can't feel my foot. But that, that was, this was way worse. Yeah. It was not, it was not great. I, uh, I want to, I want to give like young Aaron a, a, a hug. Like just, just <laughs> it's going to be okay. And they tried to get an ambulance for me and i still was hard headed. I'm like, man, I'm fine. I, I, and they're like, no, you need to go to that. I'm like, man, I'm fine. Dude, and so, so I there? refused an ambulance and my mom was like, I'm taking you to the emergency room immediately. Yeah. That's wild. That's crazy. All right. Well, uh, that's the, that's going to do it for this episode. And, and, and look, I, I do think that as you guys heard from this one, there's plenty of reasons to still be optimistic about the Lakers, uh, regardless of, of how this thing goes. Obviously you want Anthony Davis back at some point. At some point, they're going to get him back, whether that's for game five right away or, or, or game six or seven, if need be. But there, there are there, you know, so long as LeBron is, is there on the Lakers, uh, you have to feel like you have a pretty good chance. And, and as you guys heard, the Lakers think that not only do they have a chance, but they, they feel like they should win. So, so that's, that to me is, is what I would take away from this if I was listening. Yeah. And one, one more thing. Um, 
either way, game six on Thursday is an elimination game. Mm-hmm. Like whoever wins, whoever wins on Tuesday, if they win on Thursday, it's over for the other team. So Lakers fans go show out yeah. be loud. However mm-hmm. many can get in the building, go do it. And then on a positive note, it looks like this is not confirmed, mm-hmm. but it looks like uh, if the Lakers can make it that far starting June 15th, it looks like Staples Center is going to be opened up to a lot more people. And Man, that'd be great. And, and uh, the, the information that I have is it looks like people are going to need to be vaccinated, mm-hmm. but it's going to be pretty much just like old times as long as you're vaccinated if the Lakers can make it to June 15th. So Lakers fans, get out get out to Staples and, and uh, help the boys because it matters. That's what the... I think that's next series, right? The end of next series. That would no, I think it would be uh, assuming, uh, especially if if Blazers Nuggets goes seven. Mm-hmm. It looks like probably around game three or four of next mm. series, which is fine because the Lakers are going to be the road team to start the first two anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lakers fans, if, if it matters to you, get out there and support the boys because it 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 makes a difference. It does. It does. It 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 seriously does. All right. Well, thank you very much, Aaron, for hopping on and 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 talking about this stuff with me. Uh, I always appreciate it. Like I said, you could follow uh, Aaron everywhere that you follow me on Twitter. You could find his show whenever it gets going. Is there any is there any news like on on that front? Can we? When can I hear you more? <laughs> Uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. Uh, it may, we may, it may take till, till next season, but hopefully soon we'll get, we'll get, uh, the official Lakers podcast cracking again. Cause, uh, I hope so. I miss, I, I miss it. And, uh, you know, I am, I actually haven't been to a game. I think I'm going to go Thursday, but I haven't been, I haven't been going to games. I've been staying away, but I, I Thursday, I think it needs to happen again. So yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll, we'll be back cracking with the official Lakers podcast soon. I, I hope so. I seriously hope so. Um, Appreciate that's going to do it, though, for, for this episode, this week's episode of the Anthony Irwin Show. We'll be back next Did Monday. Did you almost flub your name? Well, I mean, most people who know this, who are listening to this, know that I, I actually go by Fred with friends and family. So it's kind of weird. I know, but that. no, it wasn't. It wasn't your first name that was a problem. You almost went Anthony Sherman. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Richard Sherman actually is, is my dad. Um, oh, you know, oh yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm a Niners fan. I didn't know that. I, that's that's <laughs> explains a lot for both of you. We have so much in common, you know, just as athletically, intellectually. Just gifted. Yeah, just gifted. <laughs> just out and out gifted. All right, y'all. Be good. We'll be back. Uh, Lakers Lowdown will be back after a brief Memorial Day hiatus. We'll be back tomorrow with that as well. Uh, please be good to each other. And we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>